Hi everyone, I'm really thrilled to have a special guest with me today, Ben, and I'm going to introduce him in a few moments. But at Next Mapping, as you know, we focus on the future of work, the impact of globalization, the impact of remote workers, the impact of technology. And it's really interesting to talk with Ben today around how companies can scale and how they can expand globally and do that through their technology, but also Ben's expertise on this and having uh, the experience of doing this as a company for over five years. So first I'll introduce Ben and then I know my group is, is ready to hear what you've got to say. So Ben Wright is CEO of Velocity Global, the leading provider of global employment solutions. The company is the first in the industry to provide end-to-end -end services that help companies expand globally using just one partner. Today, Velocity Global has over 100 employees with 10 international offices and is headquartered in Denver, Colorado. In 2018, Wright was named Entrepreneur of the Year for the Mountain Desert region by EY, and his company ranked number four on the Inc. 5000 list of fastest growing private companies in America. Very, very excellent. That's so, I'm so glad to have you on today's uh, podcast and blog, Ben. Hi, welcome. Thank you. It's a delight to be here. So let's get right into this. You know, when we talked in our preamble, we're talking about how, you know, companies really struggle with expanding and there's a lot of things affecting the future of work, you know, remote workers, contract workers, freelancers. Velocity helps companies actually bypass a lot of the red tape in order to have employees in different countries. So in your opinion, where, in regards to future work and to the best of your ability, I'm not expecting you to give us, you know, data that you've, you've mined, but to the best of your ability, can you share with us what are the numbers around remote workers and globalization and its impact on the future of work? Would love to hear your opinion on that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, I was reading actually a survey not long ago uh, that was saying since 2005, there's been over a 20% increase uh, in full or part-time workers that work remotely. Kind of remotely, you know, whether it be work from home, work from a remote office, work overseas, kind of wherever that happens to be. So, I mean, there has been a real sea change, uh, you know, since 2005 even, uh, in terms of the just the, the sheer number of, of remote workers. Um, and, you know, what we see in our business is, you know, despite some of the things that we see and hear in the press about, you know, rhetoric around nationalism and those sorts of things, you know, companies that are looking to take advantage of opportunities anywhere um, are really realizing that uh, the ability to, to kind of go global uh, is a big part of their success. Um, and, you know, like here in the U.S., uh, the, you know, uh, Department of Trade regularly has statistics they come out that, you know, companies that, that trade, that do business globally, right, that export a good or a service, create more jobs, way more jobs, uh, disproportionately more jobs at home. Mm -hmm. as opposed to their counterparts that actually just do work on a domestic basis. And so for companies that really have their eyes on growing, scaling, and taking advantage of opportunities on a global basis, you know, remote workers is a big part. Well, and I like what you said, that, that it does increase demand at home, and it would, because you're actually expanding global services, which means you'd have more work for the people that are at the head office location, right? So that, that actually makes logical sense. I could see that. Same, same concept is being applied to all this dialogue around robotics and automation and how people are afraid that that's taking jobs, but actually it's increasing work <laughs> and increasing jobs. Hey. Yeah. So no question about that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's keep going. So why do you think the trend is going to continue for what, what, you know, what we're talking about remote work, globalization, what do you, why do you think that trend is going to be the, the future and continue? 
Well, I think there's I think there's really three key drivers. Uh, you know, one, the world is just getting flatter and flatter, right? Uh, easier to to travel, easier to do business overseas. Uh, the way in which we're able to communicate versus you know with video, with email, with Skype, with those sorts of things. Um, it, it, globalization is absolutely happening, and so I think that's a, really a big part of it. Um, two, current state of labor shortages, right? Uh, and this isn't applicable everywhere around the world, um, but there's a lot of the, you know, the, the first world economies that are absolutely facing labor shortages. Again, as we talk about here, just the U.S. economy. Um, you know, I read something the other day that like software developers we know are just an absolute premium. It's almost impossible to find software developers. There are five open software development positions for every one software developer job seeker. Yeah. Right. And so for companies who need to hire tech talent, you just you're fighting tooth and nail to try to get anybody in the door. And yet there's incredible talent all across the globe. Who may be able to, you know, who may not have all the same job opportunities we have here, who would love to work for, again, if we talk about like a US based company. Um, and of course, from a, you know, a salary arbitrage perspective, you know, you can actually get that same caliber of people at a potentially lower price. Mm -hmm. um, so that's number two. And then, you know, I think the trend is going to continue because of Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, right? I, I call it FOMO, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, these social media apps, uh, have, you know, we post stuff out there of when we travel and when we go see stuff. And um, I know for me, for example, I do like to post on my Instagram handle when I travel overseas. And it is for a lot of people, you know, tell me like, listen, I know you're there for work, but I just love seeing the pictures of, of what you're going to see and what you're going to do. And you know, particularly for the younger generation, they look at that and say, you know, this is incredible. If I can work and kind of do it from anywhere, then that creates a whole new class of mobile employees. Well, and it would strike me that if a U.S.-based company is expanding internationally, there's travel opportunity for the home-based employees as well. So that does appeal to the millennial and Gen Zs that are looking for that global uh, experience that you just described for sure. So what, yeah. what do you think are the biggest challenges for remote workers in, in feeling connected and part of the team? I know at Next Mapping, we find that this is one of the biggest challenges. It's kind of that out of, sight, out of sight, out of mind. And of course, you know, technology is making that easier. You know, we're using Zoom right now. There's, you know, all sorts of uh, video technology that's helping that. But what are some of the, um, you know, the challenges and thoughts that you have around how companies can better engage their remote teams? <laughs> It starts with video, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you nailed it on the head. Um, you know, email is one of the worst ways to be able to communicate, right? Uh, you know, audio is okay, but video is really amazing. We have our, uh, the, the head of our kind of employer of record, our, our PEO division, she has teams in, I don't know, something on four different continents, right? Mm -hmm. She does every single phone call by video, Yeah. right? And the whole purpose of it is, you know, that we can look in the whites of one another's eyes. I mean, kind of just like we're doing here today from the video, right? Yeah. It's one thing if you can hear my kind of grover sounding voice, but if you look at me, <laughs> right, you get kind of a sense of kind of, you know, yeah. what I look like, kind of that connection. So I think video is huge. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I was looking at another survey recently where they were saying that, uh, you know, remote workers is a really important and growing part of the workforce. And yet 21% of remote workers say that uh, well, their biggest challenge at work is loneliness. Right. 
right? Yeah. And so how do you overcome that loneliness? And again, video is a great start, but you know, for us, and we still have our clients do this as well, you know, in office days, so even if we're talking about domestic, someone working from home or working from an office, you know, another part of the country, having people kind of come back and come into the office, you know, and saying we need to do this on a periodic basis um, is important, mm -hmm. I, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think it helps overcome some of that challenge. You know, again, for us, you know, again, we have we have employees in a dozen countries ourselves around the world right now. Um, and one of the most important things that we do is we get every single employee back to headquarters in Denver, Colorado, at least once a year. Right. And frankly, and that's the all hands meeting. Uh -huh. uh, we encourage our teams actually periodically through the year to come back to headquarters, but then also kind of catch up regionally. I mean, we've got a, you know, a fairly large uh, operation centers in London and Amsterdam, Dubai, Singapore, Bogota. And so for the, the smaller offices that are kind of uh, spokes off of those hubs, come into those hubs too, right? And get some yeah. time with your team. And I think that's a, a really important way to overcome that challenge. Yeah, and I think, you know, I agree with you completely. Video, I believe the latest statistic is 67% of mobile usage is video. People are using video. They're, you know, video is the, the medium. Interestingly enough, in a lot of research we've done at Next Mapping on generational attitudes, a lot of the, you know, traditional sort of baby boomer attitude is video is not the same as face-to-face, -face, whereas Gen X, Millennials, and Gen Z say, yes, it is. So this is an interesting, uh, you know, and so I find in my work that a lot of the traditional slash baby boomers are, are, are not embracing the video team management, and yet it has to happen in order for us to build this connection with globalized workers. So I'm glad that, that, that that's what you're doing at Velocity, and you're saying, yes, that's the key. So what, what, So let's sort of, you know, I'm thinking of sort of the protectionist people that are going, well, we want to keep all our workers in our own country, right? So I'm thinking of that as we're talking. Um, how do, what, you know, what are some of the challenges with organizations getting over that and sort of seeing globalization as a win-win? But, you know, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so, so take it with a grain of salt because, you know, what we do as a business is we help companies go global. So yes. naturally, I'm going to be on the side of saying that, uh, yes, you know, yes. you've got to be thinking outside your borders. Right. Uh, you know, that being said, I think the more and more the thinking of, and this is honestly probably a generation ago, the thinking of if you're hiring and expanding globally, you're taking jobs away from the right. local market, right? right? And that has been proven over and over again that is not the case. Right. You're actually not only adding jobs in those local markets. I mean, the U.S. Department of Trade regularly comes out with statistics that say, and I don't remember exactly what the number is, but, you know, cohorts that do business, export a good or a service globally, uh, have much higher rates of employee growth and revenue growth as compared to their domestic only counterparts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the, I, I, I mean, the long-term viability of a business, I mean, everything we talk about at Next Mapping is you must be global. You must be thinking beyond your local market in order to expand and grow and, and to really, you know, globally change the world, really. I mean, if we get really sort of altruistic about it. Um, so I, I agree with you, but I, I'm always cognizant of my, my viewers and listeners who have that cynical, you know, that cynical thought that they might have around it. So I always like that we address it rather than just avoid the, the topic altogether. So, you know, what are, what are companies risking? Um, how, you know, how is not doing what you're saying? Like, how is not uh, having global expansion how would that affect top talent? Like you've got top talent and you don't want to expand globally or, you know, you're, 
you are expanding globally, but you're not giving opportunity to your local talent. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah. So I, a couple, a couple thoughts come to mind. So, you know, Velocity Global as a company is, is five years old, right? So, so as an organization, we didn't live through, you know, the, the, the downturn and the crisis of, of 2008. Um, but I, I was in the business of, of global expansion, helping companies do business globally at that time. One of the most interesting things to me is our organization not only didn't get hit by that recession, we actually boomed um, because what the, the, the smarter, the more kind of strategic thinking organizations were doing is they said, all right, yes, this is a, a global downturn for sure, but there's certain markets certain countries, certain regions, mm -hmm. which were less impacted. Yep. And in that case, I mean, Asia did particularly well compared to the rest of the world during that period. And so what we saw is the forward-thinking organizations who truly had a global view of expansion and opportunities took that as a chance to expand into Asia. And if they were saying, listen, I'm looking around the local market, and U.S. businesses are just not spending in 2009 like they spent in 2007, Let's go target the companies that are going to spend. Mm -hmm. And so our business actually really expanded kind of during that time, particularly to Asia. And I think there's a big macroeconomic lesson here um, in that, you know, business is hard enough as it is. Um, and if you're totally reliant upon kind of local or, or national economics, um, then you're only relying upon those, right? In the good times, you're going to do well, and in the tough times, you're going to struggle. But if you can take advantage of opportunities globally and, frankly, place your chips where you're going to have the best opportunities, um, again, I go back to what I mentioned earlier, you're not only going to grow in that region, you're going to need to, to grow in a, from a headquarter perspective to be able to support that growth. And so you actually do a lot better than your peers. So, yeah, so I hear that on multiple levels. I hear that as, um, yes, diverse, it's basically diversification. If you're diversified globally, you're minimizing risk of one market. It's kind of like business 101, right? But the other part of that is, from, from my question of top talent, is if your organization is globalized, you will have talent engaged in the fact that, A, there, there are going to be global opportunities, B, um, you're increasing opportunities locally because of the global expansion that you mentioned earlier, and see if uh, millennials and Gen Z want to work for companies where they can see future potential. So if they're working for a, a local company only, the only potential they can see, and if it's a small flat organization, they're gonna lose their talent a lot faster. But if you're a globalized organization, and let's say I've got a millennial that's working, you know, kick ass, I'll say it on, on this recording, and they're doing a really good job, and their, their goals and aspirations is to work in Asia, well, now by globalizing the business, I've actually increased my retention and my attraction of the very generations that are really, you know, they're, they're very, very picky because we're, unemployment rate in North America is 5%. It's the lowest it's been in decades. And so Jeez. because of that, organizations are going, well, how do I keep my top talent? How do we find good people? And so by scaling, you're actually solving one of those problems because you're creating future potential for those employees so for because you've got me thinking now in, in many ways because i have my consulting hat on always um but for a company where let's say they had a u.s worker who now wants to go work in asia does velocity help facilitate that as well or is that something that the company does you know just curious as, as, because of what we're talking about yeah 
Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you know, what are, what are the kind of the beauties of the, the service that we provide, the role that we play in this world is we can allow companies to literally employ people anywhere. It okay. just knocks down borders. You can hire okay. someone anywhere. And I'm thinking when you ask the question, I immediately thought of a, a company I talked to just a couple weeks ago, a really important employee. They actually aren't headquartered in the U.S., but it doesn't matter. Um, really important employee. Uh, whose wife just got a job in Middle East. Mm -hmm. And he came to them and said, you know, this is a really important job. She's going to take this position. I'd really love to continue working for the company, but, you know, I, I'm going to be honest, right? I am going with my wife to the Middle East, right? That's the way it's going to work. Do you think there's anything we can do? And the beauty of it is, uh, again, kind of under the model that we've created, it doesn't matter whether you do business in that country, you have a presence in that country, you're registered in that country. If you ever have, never have, ever plan to, we can facilitate uh, the, the transfer of that employee to that country. And so there's absolutely no change for that employee. They, they, they continue on kind of as it work as usual. And so, it, it's incredible because, you know, this is an important person. In a lot of cases, okay, you know, his wife is going to the Middle East for what's planned to be a, a few years but they plan to return back home. And so it's great. You can see that relationship with the employee. Yeah, so I think what you're doing is very, very timely because I think that one of the challenges is, you know, labor relations working within all these countries, expanding, but also then mobilizing employees. And the fact that, you know, you can help, you know, help with both, I think is very uh, attractive to a lot of businesses that want to scale and go global. So is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners about, uh, maybe you can share the website or anything else that you want to share with our listeners around how they can reach out to Velocity? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, maybe just as a, as a quick, you know, just as, as a quick background for what it's worth is, you know, we do is we help companies, again, employ people all around the world. So whether or not you have a registered entity in that country, we can become the, the employer of record, the employment vehicle for your employee, for any number of employees in 186 countries. So mm -hmm. if you need to go there, chances are we got you covered. Um, and again, the, you know, the kind of price to work together is all you have to have as an employee that wants to work outside of your home country, wherever that happens to be. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, yeah, check us out, uh, velocityglobal.com. Mm -hmm. um, we're on, it's obviously the website, you know, we're on Twitter, we're on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, you know, I think all the kind of social media channels, check it out. Uh, you know, we've got uh, easy ways to kind of get in touch with us there. Um, okay. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Um, fascinating. I think what you're doing is very timely and very relevant to the future of work. So thanks so much, Ben. And uh, I know my listeners are appreciating what you shared with us today. Well, I hope you found it interesting. Delighted to be a part. <laughs>